0: trying to put his headphones on there we are
1: and the fastest century by an Australian test women cricketer goes to Annabelle Sutherland batting at number 8
0: and yeah they're, they're fucked and she still looks like a dad which is upsetting
1: yeah still good to see somebody who Sutherland has some success yeah. for the Australian side
0: and Garth is partying on which is good run.
1: anywho this is a music podcast isn't it can be could be music 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 music
0: music Amen up. break, which is the ad break they took before they drafted Amen Thompson.
1: This is number four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dripping balls. It's a music podcast. I'm Doc. Is Adam, filling in for Bezo, who is still Drunk. looking for Denver, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more.
1: I, I thought he was actually going for tryouts with the-, with the Nuggets.
0: He's going for tryhards with the Nuggets. <laughs> he's going to explain to them why all their coaching is bad. and Surely he's up
1: for a bit of 3 and D, isn't he? Like, surely.
0: Look like what he gets up to when the wife isn't around, I don't know. Uh, actually she's there with him, so you
1: know. So
0: it definitely sounds like a search term on, on Pornhub, along with Christian Wood and Christian Brown and various and, other things.
1: Grady Dick or whatever. It and
0: was. Grand Grady Dick, yes. NBA basketballers who are actually search terms on, on Pornhub in the red states, uh, is, a, is a segment that we're not going to cover here on our music podcast because uh, are we just trying to avoid talking about the albums? <laughs>
1: I think so. Where do you want to start?
0: Uh, let's let's rip the fucking band-aid off and talk about your your man, your man, because he represents your people, washed Gen Xs who play the keys, Mr. Ben
1: Folds. Look, I resemble that. What oh, in God. piss is this washed-ass double J Gen X shambles? I, I resemble those comments. Look, I told you, I told you. I said you. For, you
0: yeah, you got it right first time. Call GT Engine Center. That's a fucking deep cut, fucking
1: regional you, commercial. And you, for, you forced me into this. I, I, I was running, you know, as as they said in the classics, run to the hills. But no, you dragged me back. Run for <laughs> your life. Yes, that's the one. Sorry,
0: I'll promise not to sing on this episode. Come I? <laughs> No, Good late. Lord! I had to cut a lot of me singing out of the last episode.
1: <laughs> it was a beautiful edit. Um, yeah, I look, I'm I'm sorry, and I knew it was actually actually. Here's the thing: it wasn't as punishingly sort of um, preachy as I thought it was going to be. Although the first song was awful, like that that could be where we have a new clubhouse leader for the worst start to an album I've heard for a while because that song was just like, I'm just sitting there listening to it for an end minute going, ding, dong, ding, dong, what the fuck is this? And then it's like, oh, it's happening. He's
0: left his indicator on in an old car. And then it's happening
1: again. I'm like, oh, no, he's the biting Trump comment. And there's that other song, which is a really clever concept, but really poorly executed now. You're Christine, from the seventh grade and what happened to you... You know, you're all happy and now you're fucking yelling at people. And I thought, great concept. Shit song. There was one song that I could maybe kind of get my head around, except I couldn't hear the chorus because for some reason they filled it with weird harmonies. Look, I like his kind of approach. I like his kind of mentality, but it kind of needs something it needs all the pieces in a row and it needs that kind of earworm and it needs, you know, and none of it is present here. It's, 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 it's I was thinking about this because, as I said, it's a very similar style. He sings like I do. We play, both play the piano. I obviously grew up listening basically to
0: Basically the know, same dude. If you lived in Adelaide, you'd be, you'd basically yeah, be, you know, I'd, I'd be Adam dead. I'd be cut up in a barrel.
1: Lots of barrels, but a, a barrel no, nonetheless. <laughs> Skin um, folds. <laughs> That's right. The, the, the I, it, it, here's the little life realization because someone was talking to me about something. There's a new music place. It's like, oh, you can play all your original stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't write original music. And they're like, oh, why not? And I figured out why it is
0: because we used up all the ideas on Amiga Pro Tracker in 1996.
1: No, oh, that was all because I'm a because I'm quite derivative. Um, I, I sort of I'm the, the victim of my influences around me. But secondly, I couldn't let myself write stuff like this. Like I'd never I'd never um, let myself write. And this is the sort of music I'd probably be drawn to writing. Self-censored, and I yeah. And could, I couldn't. And yeah. I wonder, I've listened to, I listened to a few of those albums lately, actually, and gone, how did this get out of, like, how did this get on, not, not just out of the, the garage, but how did this get on the fucking international release?
0: Well, because in 1995, he released Underground, and that was a huge indie banger, and then he followed it up with other indie bangers. And the word I'm using a lot is banger, and banger is a fucking basic bitch term for a, for a you know a pop song mm. that worms away to your head. You know what? There isn't of any on this fucking album.
1: No, none of them.
0: No, no bangers. There is no banging. There is no crashing. There is no nothing that engages. You can go and listen to Underground, and it just yeah. particularly in, in a sea of grunge and and the other stuff that was going on in the, in the time. It just pops off, pops out of the fucking uh, the headphones. It's it's such a. Different and interesting and funny song. It, maybe it's a microcosm. Maybe it's a metaphor for what's happened to all of Generation X. But all the joy has been pummeled out of this man.
1: Yeah, the only song that I liked is even still a whingy song, the um, exhausting lover. But then I couldn't figure out what the chorus was. But that was the only one I kind of went. There's the kind of the the pilot light. Mm. You know, it's not it's not the full flame and it's not cooking anything. But at least it's kind of I could kind of feel that. Half sarcastic, half self-deprecating. You
0: could light a off it. Yeah, like yeah. it was.
1: It was kind of it, but that was a very, you know, it was exhausted by the with the window straight away, and and, and that yeah. was it. And the rest of the album, I was just like, oh, why? Like, why? I just don't. Uh, I knew, but I, but I knew it just I knew. doesn't
0: have the doesn't have the range of his old stuff. Yeah, doesn't have the hooks of his old stuff, and it doesn't have the engagement of his old stuff. It's just kind of charmless, mediocre adult contemporary. Jingles. It just I think
1: even saying calling an adult contemporary is being a bit. Uh, this, I know. mean, and
0: that's generally my bar word for <laughs> stuff that's designed for people who hold dinner parties. You know, yeah, I don't even know people that was- of our generation who want to be played being grown up since they were twenty.
1: Cause. No, but those people play flume fucking mixtapes or whatever now. You know. That make people who think that they're cool, but they're not. But they just
0: flume just sounds like like I I can't hear the word flume without thinking log. (laughs) Yes.
1: yes. So I'm mentally
0: thinking like that that Sea World ride, yeah, Dream World
1: being tossed off a fucking cliff and into the water. It's about what it feels like, and list sounds like too. But anyway,
0: yeah, or some kind of some sort of blackwater sewage kind of operation (laughs) flume. Yeah, I just imagine different kinds of logs going down it. So, um. But even so, still more pleasant than this ben Folds
1: album. Yes, but coming in at number two on our list today. Where Where do you want to go next? Look, I, I, I will. I'll, I'll go to the to, to the uh, the opposite end of the spectrum and <laughs> go to King Gizard <laughs> and, and
0: and 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 the lizard wizard. Don't the, leave them out. The lizard like wizard and, always the, gets the, always gets besmirched and, and sidelined, and and you know deplatformed and, by the, and, and the mainstream fair, media and the. The lizard wizard will get their their fucking audience. And to be um, fair, I
1: should be celebrating them because to me, they were this. Uh, they were this album, and King Gizzard was not this album at all. Like... So you think there was more wizard,
0: lizard, wizard, and less... Key, yeah, right. well, look, I mean, look, it so, sounds... a so bit uh, like the Captain and Tennille. It depends who gets the dead.
1: I, I kind of... I listened to this album for the first time and walked away just going... Mwah. It was exactly like you said. It was on the box. But I don't even know what that was. Well, it was like... Okay. It was like what you said. It was like, you know, to me... And here's who I thought. Uh, I, I just I thought I didn't really... Enjoy what I kind of listen to, and I'm on the way to work. And but then I've got into work, and i can find myself drumming.
0: <laughs> Interrogate.
1: What the fuck happened then? What I was thought, any of that? I yeah. find I found myself drumming along with the riffs. And I thought, okay, so the thrash yeah. part of it.
0: And then you then they change time signature 30 seconds later, and you're
1: like, okay oh, hang on, where would that one go? Yeah, okay, I'm still with it. I'm still with it. Oh no, they've done it again. Yeah, and but and so I thought, so the thrash part must have worked. But then it was like, and then he's he's the uh, my two takeaways from I wrote the only notes I wrote was thrash cosplay because his yeah. voice just isn't it. It's not no. it at all. Like it, it's like no. someone masquerading at who someone taking them to piss and I'm not sure if they're being serious.
0: He, he sounds like he is gurning through a particularly troubling movement. Yeah,
1: it's, it's an awful yeah it's an awful vocal which is a shame because yeah. there is some good thrash playing in here it gets you up and it gets you around but like you said and then it changes time signature and they go for another 20 the last fucking song stopped it's just too proggy and I literally had my finger on the next button to go to the next album and then it started up again and went for another fucking five minutes of the same chord progression. No, and I'm just like, oh, what's going? on? Well, no, they
0: actually went back
1: to the end of the first track. Ooh, yeah, it was it's almost just like... like they
0: were trying to do the thing they did on Nonagon Infinity, which to make the thing yeah, yeah. run seamlessly from the end of track, the end of the album to run back. But they didn't. They just reprised. The, the motif from the end of the first track that everyone has forgotten by this point because you've thrown so that, yeah. many fucking twiddles and wiggles and blibbles and blips and blurps and blurps at people. No one can remember what the fuck you started out trying to say. This is the problem. They they are so in love with themselves. Yes. They're so in love with their progginess
1: yeah, it that it, it doesn't
0: work as a thrash album. And no. this is, I, I know, you know, I sound like a ranting fuckwit but I no. literally no. just saw a Pitchfork review that said the same thing. They are far too in love with their their twiddle to, to be able to land the, land the plane on, on writing a fucking thrash album. Yeah. And that e- that's even before you even talk about how fuckingly fuck obvious and, f- and mawkish and stupid the whole fucking Captain Planet level environmental subtext of this. Oh, baby, the dragon is a metaphor for our o- over dependence on fossil fuels. Thanks for that you might pass year 10 drama with that level of fucking subtext (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ
1: yeah and the other the other note that I had was kind of like you know when a really popular song came out in the 1990s and then like somewhere around it we would hear like the Amiga um, Pro Tracker version of that of that song
0: yeah that's, and what, this, that's what this yeah,
1: this is what this sounded like to me like that, <laughs> that, yeah. they've, used,
0: they've used the Pinball Dreams uh, riff yeah. guitar <laughs>
1: yeah and except it was the thrash version of that it was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which after a while i kind of just went i just don't feel like their hearts in it at all like it feels like they're going through the motions and this is a going through the motions thrash album and 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 the singers trying to pass emotion which is (laughs) even more of an issue i don't i just don't know what this achieves and what it sort of and like you said and i think we said we must we might have been talking about the last album and i kind of I think we said the same thing as that, look, these guys are very good musicians, but by yep. God, do they fucking know it. Like, yep. and, and it's, it's, everything is just a, like, well, look what we can do. Like, yep. And, and there's it's gotta come a time somewhere where someone says to them, all right, and hopefully it's their record fucking company. Who says, yeah, no, they
0: know. won't, because they are their record company. That's yeah, why they so. were able to release five albums in a year. Yeah. No yeah. one's telling these cards. Kind of shit. And the thing is that the last time they did a thrash album, they actually cut the group down to just three, and they had, it, it it wasn't as good an album, but it was much more focused. The songs weren't—I mean, none of the songs are good on this because none of the songs are distinguishable. I don't know, here all, you go,
1: seven songs, forty-six minutes again. Like it's just like why? They're
0: all gibberish. They're all—they're all rock operas. They're all fucking. That is just
1: the entire point of thrash though is that it's like getting. No, this was prog. This wasn't yeah, thrash. That's what I mean. this, this was. was this lot. was
0: fucking yes. This was fucking, you know, Blue olive, Oyster cold. They had nothing to do with fucking rock, with uh, the track. Apart from a, the fact that it was loud yeah, and um, fast.
1: It was, yeah, it was just an odd thing to listen to and I kind of just going... And then every time he sang, I'm just like, shut up. I was enjoying the music a little bit, yeah. you know. Just shut up. And, you know, when you want the vocals to go away and yeah. just... Could... Particularly
0: when in that last track where the, the big fucking... The, the apogee of the whole thing is the fact that the, the petrodragonic apocalypse has succeeded and the world has been destroyed and dawn of internal night and he kept repeating dawn of eternal night. He does it so often you just sort of think you can't have a dawn of an eternal night. Nights don't dawn.
1: Oh yeah. Dawn- so the whole
0: premise is since it's And so if deep. you've if you've let your your listener leave the moment to the point where the ridiculousness of what you're doing is so patent, you failed. And this is the thing. I feel like they want to be taking the piss, but they also want to get some kind of deeper fucking, uh, as I say, Captain Planet level environmental point across.
1: It feels like, and they don't work yeah. on
0: any either of those levels.
1: It feels like they want someone to, to stand up and everything goes. Oh, you guys are so clever. You're so clever. Yes. You're a good boy, aren't you? Yes. You're so clever. Now we're yeah, all have a cookie, play dead. Yeah, You're right. an ally. Yes. It's just. It's just. I, I just don't. I don't understand the point. And I kind of even thought so. They'll probably end up playing Splendor or, you know, some festival. I think, oh, well, yeah, what, yeah. What, yeah. What, where, where does this fit into any? And I, I, I did mean to, and I just either couldn't be fucked or didn't have time to go back and listen, find something again. That I thought, where's their home base? Do you know what I mean? Like, Perth. I, yeah, but, you know, what, what, musically, with, what's their wheelhouse? You know, like I wanted well, to. Well,
0: sort of- the wheelhouse is psychedelic fucking jam. And yeah. even when they're doing thrash they still sound the fucking same they yeah. still use the same ideas when they're doing laid back grooves it sounds the fucking same you can always tell a Gizzard that album it doesn't matter what genre they're trying to be in because it all sounds the fucking same and you know it, it makes men with beards very happy It's kind of yeah, ratbag looking dudes it was
1: I'm, I'm i'm heartened to hear you say that i was a bit i don't know I, I said different. Look, but there will be somebody out there that thinks this is the next fucking you know Magnum Opus or something like that. They're wrong.
0: Yeah, but the problem um, is that no. they, they are tourists in every genre they play. In. Yes, and they turn up and they do their version of whatever it is, and it is literally just their version. I mean, even in even when they are trying to do thrash, they did a uh, a prog twiddly jam band version of with with ludicrous stupefying lyrics version of 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 um of thrash, and then they left. And what we've discovered is that Battle Snake did a better thresh album than Yes, King absolutely.
1: Gizzard. As is, so <laughs> which, and it was uh, absolutely <laughs> really we were gross. not
0: expecting, but it appears to have happened. Yeah. But you, I think you might probably get my point that that the. I don't, I don't think you probably heard the last Gizzard thrash album, but, it, no. but you know, comparing it to this one, you kind of get the idea that Battlesnake are like mm. parodying the kind of thrash album that um, that Gizzard have made here. Yeah, absolutely. With the fucking demons
1: and all that kind all Turning of it all the way up to Spinal Tap, Joy 11.
0: Yeah, turning it way up to Spinal Tap and making it fucking ridiculous. Um, so. So that was, that was Thing Blizzard. Shall we talk about Climby? Mr. James
1: Barnes and his Stormers? Look. For all of the histrionics and everything that goes on with Jimmy Barnes, Soul Deep is still his highest-selling album and still one of the highest-selling albums ever in Australia.
0: Which I think we should say, that, that album came out, what, in the
1: early 90s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, early 90s, yeah, I think.
0: And for, at the time, it was like, why the fuck is Jimmy Barnes doing a, so, a soul R&B Motown album? What, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. He's the man who screams about fucking guys who drive trucks. Well, it didn't make any sense to me as a teenager, like... This, you know, the tracks he was doing on that didn't make any sense. But he has a long history of being, being into this sort of stuff. This album is exactly as you would expect it to be. This yeah, is
1: it's a, rock and roll, a right.
0: good time rock and roll from the late 1950s. Barnsley's dialing back the full, <laughs> Wagon Class Man! Yeah. Suitably.
1: Uh, and only and the only time I thought to myself as I was listening, I think, man, whoever mixed this album is a fucking genius because he's taken all... And, and look, maybe the it rest... Was, was he was also him.
0: the bass player. It was Kevin Shirley. Yeah uh, well, I, it but it's
1: this album is recorded beautifully because he's he's yeah, and for something they probably all did in separate rooms,
0: which is impressive considering they built it. Everyone did it in their home studios yeah. and glued it together. Like in the-
1: really, like the bass yeah. is Bass sounds like a bass. The, the guitar is great. Chris Cheney is is all over this sort of stuff. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, he's wrangling his hollow body Gretsch. Yeah. Um, Jules Holland
1: banging the keys. Jules Holland is Jules Holland. Yeah, and Jimmy sounds good. Like he sounds. Jimmy. They sound like they're together. They actually sound like they're in the room. Jimmy's got quite a good voice still when he wants it to be. Like you said, they're not the full sound. The only. The only song I. Was, was a hark and every time it came on you know it was I was thinking oh this is a great sound and I was like working for that working for that man you know it was yeah. like oh get rid of that song and everything but, but it's almost like he had
0: to do that because of working class man you have to actually it's because you can only say man in that way. Yeah,
1: that's why right. There's no man. It's,
0: it's, it's the Patriot.
1: Um, but look, it, it, it's a good, it's a fun, nice album. If he played a couple of tracks out of this one in the middle of his live set, the oldies will love it, the youngins will dance around because it's just dance around kind of music. And then he'll play Working Class Man and everybody will be happy. It's It's not an objectionable album. If you like rockabilly, it's exactly what it says on the thing.
0: It didn't feel that rockabilly. Like oh. it just felt like it felt just kind of traditional fifties rock and roll. Yeah, like, I mean the pre-army it, Elvis kind of stuff. I
1: mean you can hear the influences, like you know, for the, the people playing. Like you know, it, to me it sounds like um, you know, it sounds like Rising Sun, and it sounds like Goodbye Astrid, and all that sort of stuff. Like you can definitely hear that you know, his you know, what, the sort of influence on his songwriting and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's all got that same kind of sound to it. And consequently every song has the same. You you do realize you do remember all these sort of like you say, you know, twelve bar blues is twelve bars and get in, get out and that's it, you know? Yeah. Um but even the sort of versions of it, or what's that um what's the song, the Johnny song? Johnny uh, Johnny's gone. Johnny's gone. Is yeah. did you know? Did you by the end of it? Did you realise that Johnny had gone? He said it about twenty four thousand times. You know.
0: Well, I blame Don Walker for that because yeah. Don Walker needed to cheer the fuck up. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a good opportunity for a hashtag Doc Reads Bios because the mm. bio for these guys is hilarious. All right. What you have here is rockabilly royalty. They're global all stars who swing like a gate. They make the finest finger popping grooves to shake your local juke joint since the glory days. Fenders and fins, Hold tight, kiddo. Flip your lid for each of them now. (laughs) Pounding the Ivories is East End Boogie Woogie Dice Slinger and UK music legend Jules Holland. In the red corner on Sticks, Skins and Steel, from the City of Angels via Brooklyn, it's the signature Stray Cat backbeat of Slim Jim Phantom. In the blue corner from Melbourne, slinging his hollow body grets low and drawing quick Chris Choney from The Living End. Who's the ringmaster for all this? Studio Daddy-O, Kevin, Caveman, Shirley on the Flying Faders. And last, but definitely not least, wearing the championship belt of 20 number one albums, on vocals, the storming heart and soul of Australian rock and roll, Jimmy Barnes. They're spread across three continents, but they're all coming from the same place. Crazy, right? They're kids who grew up as greasers, listening to real gone 45s with a whole lot of shaking going on. It took the big flu to bring them together, Hey, while we're all stuck inside, let's bake a biscuit about cutting loose," said the caveman, and so they did. <laughs> Posted by the Barnstormers.
1: That's uh, with on a, purpose. Guest, guest, Andrew Stockdale on uh, on bio. <laughs> yes.
0: Hashtag. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I've never seen anything as good as that Stockdale one. That's just just the the fucking hubris and the. Off your chopsedness of it, it's just, it's just amazing.
1: But Look, it, 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 that, it, it, it's a fine album. It's actually, it sounds really good. It's the best. It's extremely
0: album. competent, and it does the job
1: particularly yeah. well. And, and that's what, pretty much that's what that sort of music is. It's, it, it's, a sound. Yeah. It's a beat. You know, I played a gig of to a rock bunch of rockabilly people that would have danced for two hours to this and you know been quite happy. Thanks very much. And that's all you want it to be. And. It's not going to sell as like soul deep because, because no album like that's ever going to sell.
0: No, eighteen hundred monthly listeners. So this is not getting a lot of love. But you know, but it doesn't have it to is.
1: anymore because you no. can find it through he still play it through his social media and all that sort of stuff. And- it'll
0: it'll reach the audience that it wants to reach. And the thing is that rockabilly audience is is really loyal. I mean, it's particularly centered around that um, like the hot rod scene. They often have uh, rockabilly revi- like it, at like uh, hot rod festivals. They'll have like a rockabilly band and they all come out with the. With the frocks and all that kind of shit, and the, the, the greaseback back hair, and and doing all that kind of fifty
1: stuff. And I was just looking at it here. Yeah, Soul deep. Soul was ten times platinum. Sold seven hundred thousand albums. Pretty good, really. Like
0: it'll do. Yeah, just,
1: it'll do. Keep but that's straight. his highest. That's his highest selling album. Um, which is amazing, really. But yeah, you know, what, it's, more
0: than any of the what, what as a solo, or more than any of the Living End ones. It's not Living End. More than any of the Cold Chisel
1: ones. Oh, I don't know about the Cold Chisel ones, but more most of his highest selling, um. It's high selling solo album, I think.
0: Would, would have been Working Class Man,
1: I imagine, yeah. Um, how many albums yeah. are Cold, Yeah, Cold Chisel sold seven million albums across their entire yeah. thing, so that was a, a little bit.
0: Never never got in a Cold have to admit.
1: Uh, it, it's pretty good. Like, it's good, and especially yeah. when you kind of you listen. If you actually take the time to sit down and listen to the albums, you can really see the progression of them because, I mean.
0: I don't want progression. I listen to ACDC. I just want break, brother.
1: <laughs> But it's fine because they were always known. This is what Jack sort of tells me because he was one of the you know the people. He was there at the time. Actually, there you go. The best selling album by called the best selling cold chisel album, Singular, sold seven hundred thousand copies. So there you go. Um, it just sold a lot of them over nine albums, I think. Yeah. Um, my, yeah. My, well, that, my, that was the era
0: when you, you dropped a new album every year. Yeah.
1: At least. My, my partner in crime, Jack, used to play and roadie and. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Thanks with for the background in. for
0: the people that we, do, we sometimes we forget. This is not just a conversation between us doing yes. the internet. Um, this is uh, Jack, who played drums in many uh, several bands that I've
1: played in. <laughs> I still play uh, duo with him once a month, and we do all this sort of stuff. So,
0: and also my year nine and ten English teacher.
1: Yes, yes, I would say so. Never mind, Think I never English never had him? had him at school, but uh, which was a shame. he uh, he's a
0: really good English teacher. That's right. well,
1: we definitely were. But he point. he used to basically Jack must
0: say be. Well, Jack? Jack must be in his early seventies. 70s, let yep. yeah.
1: Still, still on the skins. Yeah. But he used to say basically Ballinted. that, you know, that they, every time they – because they used to play with and play for and see cultures alive all the time. And then they'd you know, be like, oh, we can't wait for the new album to come out. And he said the first two albums were just like, ah, oh, that doesn't really sound like them at all. They just didn't have any of the intensity and
0: – Couldn't um, capture the live experience. Yeah, or...
1: and it wasn't until I think is it East, is that the one? Was that the yeah. third one? it wasn't until to, like, to that one that they kind of went oh there it is like that's the yeah.
0: were they an Albert I'm sure they were at Albert's act weren't they uh, who were? productions
1: um I'm not sure
0: I thought they were and they had in-house production which was basically the DC like Vander and young or acolytes of them like Mark Spitz or something like that so you know I'm surprised they couldn't capture the heft of um of the live sound but I suppose just weren't just Heft and snarl and riffs and shaking, you know, shaking your fist at the world kind of
1: yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, it's, I mean, it's Jimmy just being, keeping himself relevant, I guess, and doing, and you know, he's at the age where he can do whatever the fuck he likes. Um, yeah.
0: And this, this, the way they explain it, this was just a COVID project where they just went, you know, we've got to do something. Yeah. You know, we all had COVID projects. Yes. To, you know, keep us off the street. Well, we weren't landed on the street. So, just give us something to do. Um. So, yeah, it was nice. It was uh, nice to see. I don't know. Um, Chris Cheney was was. Uh, I don't know whether he posted on Instagram or something, but he sort of made the comment that you know during COVID he thought you know my my days of being able to make a living out of music are over. You know mm. because this is going to be this is the end of it. Um. So you know I think he's he's particularly happy. And the last thing I saw was was he posted on Instagram that he was in the fucking Maldives. <laughs> the Living End were playing a gig in the oh, Maldives. Oh yeah, I did thing. see that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a decent life. Anyway. Your guest hosting stint on the podcast has gone so well. We'd like to ask you back for another week, if that's at all possible. I'm, I'm
1: taking out my player option for this uh, for next yeah. next week, am I?
0: Well, the only uh, the cost of this is you have to come up with an album to listen to
1: next week. Well, I did listen to – I did have a quick squeeze through the albums. I was thinking I was listening back to the the last one we did tonight, actually. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I said we were talking about whether or not I – liked and was it susceptible to desert rock or not and so and i said well there's only one i like so let's maybe let's go back to the well and um, there's a queens of the stone age album out there isn't
0: there Are there is indeed a queens of the stone age album so
1: let's see if that's still what attracts me to desert that sort of to their sound i suspect yeah. it's probably not as you know refined as perhaps it was in the period of but yeah, it's a, it's the first one for a while, isn't it? They've
0: migrated a long way from what they used to sound like, mm. and it's it is a little bit it's, it's interesting. But um, yeah, oh, this has been on my. I've sort of earmarked this as something I was, I was planning to to do at some stage. So, um, well, so let do it. This is extremely convenient. So we'll add Queens of the Stone Age new album in Times New Roman. Yes, um, and oh. I believe they're. I believe the tour is called The End Is Nero. So I think what they're trying to say is, uh, it's five thirty eight. A D and everything's on fire and yes. the uh, the barbarians are at the gates kind of things. Mm. Um which is great. It's Can't awesome. wait. Sounds sounds like a good time.
1: Can't wait to wake up tomorrow.
0: Uh well what's Maybe. the the alternative is is not. Not. I suppose right. The alternative is waking up tomorrow afternoon, which is also oh, possible. Awesome. Uh but as a parent you know you don't have that
1: opportunity. No. So what do you got?
0: What have I got? I'm going to direct us down the path of a band called Rival Sons, who are kind of a southern rock band, a little bit, I suppose a bit of a lazy comparison might be like a Black Crows or someone like that. Um, We did one of their albums many years ago, like 15 or 16, something like that, Uh, and they were entirely competent and decent fun, so um, Rival Sons' album is the album I'm going to pick for this week, I this can't remember. The Dark name.
1: Fighter is it? Is that the one?
0: Dark Fighter is the name. It has a green cover. I you can see that. Uh, I think we, we did Feral Roots. We have another album coming out this year which too, which is luck. always
1: a. Uh, I'm glad we're doing the first album of the year rather than the second album of the year. You hope all the good stuffs on the uh, on the first one, and they, yeah, all the, all the leftover is not.
0: Actually, 2019. It was more recent than I thought. But we did their, yeah, we did their album Feral Roots in 2019 which I can't remember a single fucking thing about, but I think my thoughts about it were not. Oh, it was very early in the year, so maybe that's why I can't remember. The albums early in the year are the ones that are the most difficult to remember.
1: A couple of number one right. traps on there, though. The US uh, I think, number I ones, think yeah. they're
0: fairly- Do your um, worst- I think yeah. they're fairly well traveled in that kind of uh, contemporary rock, mm. maybe slightly like that kind of gray slightly area, country, yeah. southern rock, because a lot of those kind of slightly country, but they're, they're kind of a little bit country. I mean, he's wearing a hat, so he <laughs> might be a little bit
1: country. Yeah, Long, um, from Long Beach, California, though. So, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not a, an influenced spy rather than a living in.
0: Yeah, they're uh, kind of blended the LA rock with the southern rock. And that's why they're not kind of either.
1: Yeah. Um, but,
0: uh, but yeah, they they bang along, and it'll be it'll be reasonably corporate, but it might be fun. Yeah.
1: And seeing as your Joker was the best album of the week, even though it was completely derivative, that was fine. <laughs> um, you can go. You go, what, what do you got for Joker? Oh, it's a good question. Can I say what you're Probably. thinking about? It? You want some thinking music? I, sure. Uh, I did. Go down and and, and I, I'm sad to tell you that you were mistaken. The Def Leppard plus uh, orchestra thing is a full fucking album.
0: It is now. Well, it was only a single when I saw yeah, it last it's, time. Yeah, it's
1: it's a full no, it's a full album. I think it's the London Symphonic Orchestra or something oh like that. Christ. Um, I say this as a person who's listened to a lot of Def Leppard and, and Hysteria was my favourite album of the '80s and still holds a a soft spot in the in the subcockles of my heart. Oh my god, like. It's the best way I can describe it is it's an insult to not just the London Philharmonic or symphonic orchestra or whatever, but all orchestras in general. Because what you end up getting is like the way I can describe it is it's imagine I'm playing the piano on my keyboard and you know not imagine that, and then it you know how you, you can you can just push the piano key for the piano sound, but always sometimes you can hold the piano key and tap the strings button, and it puts this kind of light string accompaniment. Oh no. Behind, that's what this sounds like in the most it sounds hard. like
0: Casio tone, it's orchestra hit. Oh, Yeah, yeah. so
1: the, the, it's basically... Reg- so you basically get a fairly accurate version of the song down two tones because he can't hold the note anymore with this kind of symphony mirror behind it. Every now and then the, or, the, the orchestra will stick its head up, but only on the ones where they pulled the song right back to its roots. Now, pour some sugar on me. <laughs> Should never Definitely ever be have roots. an acoustic, reflective song with strings ever. Like the only thing it has going for it is the sort of cock rock it has bravado. three chords. Yeah, cock rock bravado, and you yeah. know, and so when you pull it back to that sort of yeah, kind of, it, it has it,
0: King it, Gizzard level acid, yeah, asinine yeah, lyrics. What I'm basically I'm hot. trying to say sticky is, sweet. Yeah, from my head. To my feet,
1: and you don't even fuck get fuck me. Da- 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 da. No, it's gone. It's some twiddly thing on acoustic string mm. guitar. Like it, it's, it's. I mean, shock horror. It's awful, but it's like nuclear level awful. And like, but this is a full release, and they expect somebody to buy this. And no, no. To be fair,
0: our listener, I think Anthony, uh, mm-hmm. listened to this. The uh, who, who is the one who's committed to the the Bulls podcast challenge of listening to every album ever done. <laughs> So we must apologise to him profusely because we've picked some fucking dogs. Man, he's been in
1: pain lately. Yeah,
0: But he went and listened to that one of his own bat and said, by God, this is horrific. This is a crime against humanity. This is the worst thing we've it's heard. It's a all.
1: crime against Def Leppard music and they're killing themselves. Yes,
0: <laughs> killing themselves to live. Thank you very much, Black Sabbath.
1: Um, no. So anyway, I know you'll be shocked too. I did, um, just for Bezos' sake, uh, listen to the very first track off the new Matchbox 20 album, and I can report, as I said last year, that every band that I liked in the 90s and the 2000s, just like Bezos, they're all shit, and it's terrible. So there you go. Yep. There's the review for that album.
0: Love is shit. Everything is Ben Folds. Um, And speaking of of acts that were better in the 90s, my Joker album for the week is going to be the new solo album by Louise Post, who is obviously one half of Veruca Salt, Mm. Ah. or a lot half of the pointy end of Veruca Salt, because they also have dudes who sit at the back and play the bass and hit the drums. But, um, yeah, she's got a solo album out. I've heard one track off it I didn't like, and I heard one track off it that I really did like. So that's almost the definition of a a Joker album. I'm not sure this is going to be good, but I'd like to listen to
1: it to find out. Mm. He says as I'm inhaling a piece of dinner as we speak.
0: And um, a, a good connection to last week's album with Dave Grohl because, as you reminded me, that after Dave Grohl's divorce, he dated Louise Post. Oh, there you go. For, for quite a lot of the late 90s, and then they um, they split up. And she wrote some angry songs about him.
1: Disappointingly, I did look up the set lists for what I'm going to get at the Foo Fighters, and "Rope" is not one of them.
0: I wouldn't have thought there so. There are a lot
1: of bangers on there, but uh, they had played "Rope" a bit, but they have not played it with uh, with Josh yet. And it doesn't look like it looks like they're banging out the same set list everywhere, no matter where they go. Which is very Taylor Where's Swift. Very? Uh, and speaking of, of course, Taylor Swift announced uh, that she's uh, coming to Sydney and Melbourne, and fuck you, New Zealanders, because you're not important. Um, Well, no,
0: it's also the, um, there was some suggestion that in order to get her to come here, the New Zealand government would have had to tip into a bit of cash. Uh, I think there's a bit of that. It's, it's almost like Taylor Swift has become like a Formula One Grand Prix. (laughs) You have to pay a sanctioning fee to get her to turn up to your place. Um, which is, which is fine. Mm. I understand. I mean, the the amount of fucking economic activity that a Taylor Swift concert would create is huge, but. You know, she's only playing well, two, two in
1: two Melbourne, Melbourne and, three and three in
0: Sydney. In Sydney no Christmas, no Adelaide. Because Sydney is three times smaller. Three to two, better than Melbourne, as we all understand. But,
1: but Melbourne will fit more because it's at the MCG and Sydney's at a core, so, so. you be
0: further away. Oh, what's and the capacity of What's the capacity of old of old Homebush uh, to 85? Uh,
1: 80, 80 to eighty five, and yeah. MCG is closer. MCG is one hundred and ten.
0: Yeah, you'd be closer to the. Uh, but uh, presumably, it can't be 110 if you set it up for a concert. No, because, because they're be- allowed on the
1: field. So they'll have GA. It feels. It's 100- 110, including the GA, apparently. You're only losing probably twenty thousand seats from where yeah. the stage is, but you fill it in floor seat. What floor kind st-
0: of experience are you gonna have at a gig like
1: that? Oh, it's big. like they've got multiple stages right out through the thing and yeah. I have video screens everywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of like a bit of augmented reality probably, I guess. Yeah. And the tickets go from, you know, four hundred and something dollars right down to seventy nine and my daughter's like, Oh, what what were the seventy 79- nine dollar tickets be like I said, you're not even it's I like, said you'll be in the bus on the way to the car park.
0: You'll be you'll be hanging off a fucking lighting, lighting yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, and you won't get the tickets because the black market on Taylor Swift tickets is horrific. Well they're
1: only apparently you can only do it through the Ticket Tech app. You have to have wow. the Ticket tech app. You can't so you can't transfer the tickets. There's no physical tickets to be sold. Yeah. It's going and look, it goes on sale next Thursday I know this because I will be hanging off the edge of a computer trying to get my daughter and my wife tickets. But oh my God, they
0: can fucking do it themselves. No, they're,
1: they're at work. My daughter's at they school. They can't run the internet. Yeah, well. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the free one. But anyway, that's <laughs> so, so I go. Three Fighters tickets were remarkably easy. I clicked on Brisbane, clicked on the seat. So that's a pretty good seat. Click buy done. I don't think yeah. the experience is going to be as painless as that next week somehow.
0: Well, I mean, it's really easy to be cynical about Swifties and and you know about these you know. Thirty-seven-year-old women behaving like teenagers, desperate to fucking have an uh, experience together. But I mean, it's not hurting anybody. So. No,
1: absolutely, that's right. If, if you do what makes you happy, and if that's what makes you happy, then go for your life.
0: Yeah, it's just, I just, you know, I don't understand how it makes you happy, but you know, that's cool.
1: But then I was thinking about that the other day, and you know, twenty years ago, I would have gone on, gone out, and got on, drank ten scotches, and thought, and fallen, you know, and staggered home, and thought that was a good night. And now it interests me, not at all at all actually like I just I don't know I'm just boring though I think Yeah, no, you're old man you're that too
0: you older and your liver doesn't work as well
1: that too and on that note
0: uh, this was Trippy Bulls. I was Doc. he was Adam and he's gonna be back next week mm-hmm. woohoo if you don't like that write me a letter
1: at us on, on Twitter
0: my favourite letter is W because like two letters you get two
1: I like Q them. because it means you just can't write one you have to well, write it's two it's
0: also worth a lot more on scrap. that's right and you'll almost get a bonus one because it kind of has to have you. It
1: has to it. have you, and unless you're going to yeah. be conscious and everybody starts arguing. Yeah, us
0: Anyway, we need to stop this podcast because we've stopped talking anything since See,
1: see uh-
0: you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Another fucking blinding effort from me to finish
1: off the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> ah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it was for the edit last week. It was fucking like oh, great. So good. I, cool. I, fixed I was, it in post, but I, I, will li- not I was to listening to it going, oh, shit. Oh, I remember all that stuff in the middle. And I was like, oh, that yeah, was a No, there you
0: know? <laughs> is. You couldn't hear me and I couldn't hear you. And I'm like, oh,
1: <laughs> Even the way you redid, the, redid my opening to put the Druids, which I realised you said over the top of me, but it, it made perfect well, sense the in the end. I, well, I thought that was great. There's a bit of
0: delay. There's a bit of delay there where it went. Yeah. I was saying, basically all like did was just space it out. So the bits where we were talking yeah. over each other, we both get an opportunity to get a bit of air. Yeah, but it's yeah, not. That, We're both desperate to do the fucking, <laughs> the Spinal Tap Stone Edge intro. <laughs> and it was like, no, we've uh. got to give us both enough air. Uh, to be able to get that out
1: as soon as I heard that, I, was just thought, I wonder how that's going to come out unless I went actually that was really good <laughs> all it needed was some ominous just it's some ominous pipe organ behind it or something no. maybe oh, I,
0: I almost dropped the fucking the intro but I thought that might have been a bit too busy because we had well, yeah you had the intro play in and then you know I thought it might have been a little bit too busy to give it the in ancient time <laughs> I think people people get it yeah so,
1: they get and it. if
0: they don't get it then you know still better production values than ESPN. But also, I mean, they have to... Unfortunately, they have to subscribe to Copyright rules law well, if we can't be asked,
1: Yeah, oh, we're, under, we're under fair use here.
0: We're a small target.
1: We're, we're under fair use as well. We're fine in America. Because we're satirical, so
0: we're fine in America. Well, 'cause we're 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 satirical, so are yeah. just not fine anywhere else.
1: Oh, no, I think for review purposes, you can use, like, you only use 30 seconds or something like that. So no, I, yeah. I use the
0: whole fucking song. <laughs> you know...
1: Yeah, but it doesn't it sounds like you can't hear it for the talking most of the time anyway. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: well, you got, can't detect it by an algorithm, and that's the important thing.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: The, the, unex, the um, exposed parts are only, are only 30 seconds.
1: I had a video at work of Anzac Day dawn service blocked by Facebook because some German cunt tried to claim copyright on the last post, which was the official version downloaded from the Australian government. Website. And it, 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 it was just like, and it took was me a week. to
0: try and win the World War II? It took, me, it took
1: me a week to get it cleared. And by that stage, of course, the, the algorithm was well past it. And I got about 40 views. I was like, thank a lot, German cunt. Mm. Anyway, algorithms, they're awesome. All right, man. Ta- All right, I'll catch you later. Son. Have a good one. Cheers. When the dogs and the cats meow, I will take you down. I will show you how